Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 48 of the program. This is your host, Hopsy, baby boy, as I've been known to go by. I'm here with, uh, finally, another interview on the program. It's been months since we had anyone on our airwaves to grace us with their presence. But we have an absolute electric guest here today, a personal friend of mine, former teammate of my own in the hockey realm of the world. Uh, we have Boston, Massachusetts native Anthony Florentino gracing us with his presence He's a former or former current professional hockey player with the Atlanta Gladiators of the East Coast Hockey League. He was a former teammate of mine in Birmingham with the Bulls last season, briefly with uh, the COVID the COVID season. But uh, the guys played games in the American League. He was a fifth round pick to the Buffalo Sabers. He had a successful college career with Providence. I believe he won a championship, maybe more. Definitely won a championship, but either or, uh, good to have him on. I'm not going to talk too much about hockey. I'm uh, very fascinated with the fact that this young man is born and raised in Boston, the city that I've never been to or graced with my presence, but I've you know heard a lot about in movies and pop culture and whatnot. So I thought it'd be funny to have him on. He's got a hilarious Boston accent. I fucking love it. And um, I randomly thought about this in the summer, and we messaged each other, and here we are making it happen. But welcome to the show, no other than Mr. Anthony Florentino. How are you doing, my man? Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for coming on, my man. And um, so you're down in Atlanta right now, right? Playing? I am. Getting all situated. And you guys are, you guys' season probably just started like, what, a week ago? Uh, yeah, we played two games so far, but other teams have played five or six. Yeah, yeah. So you, are you guys going full 72 game season this year? Yeah. God yeah, bless it's you. Well, as of right now, but you never know with the shit show that we got going. So. Yeah, hopefully everything fucking, you know, folds out on, as it's supposed to here. But that's going to be unreal. Pumped for you to be up there back in the coast after last year's fucking shebang shit show with COVID, everyone playing in hilarious places. But um, I wanted to have you on, obviously, like I just mentioned, for a little bit of a different reason. Um, you were born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, and as it says on your elite, ho- elite hockey, elite prospects page, West Roxbury. Is that correct, young man? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so Boston's actually made up of like <clears throat> I think it's thirteen towns that are considered the like part of the city, and mm-hmm. West Roxbury is one of them. I'm like five miles from uh, Fenway, like downtown, but um, I mean, no traffic. It's a twenty minute drive to. Fenway if that but obviously being in the city it's a goddamn nightmare with the traffic and everything but I uh I actually moved there when I was like five or six I grew up in some other like I grew up there but I was born in some other like shitbag town but it's irrelevant so I I was seen online right before I gave you a call to go on the show it says like Boston's population is listed at like almost 700,000, whatever I looked at, whatever year that is. So that doesn't seem like that much. It's obviously a lot fucking bigger. Like you said, there's like 13 something towns that make it up. And is everyone like, is it one of those towns everyone's working like in the downtown core? Is that where most of the work seems to be? Or a lot of commuting, you said traffic's brutal. Like is everyone on the go? So is it only 700,000, but everyone comes in from surrounding areas? Like how far around is considered Boston, I guess? Um. I, th- I honestly think there's way more people in that. That doesn't even sound, like, close. Yeah. I thought um, that was odd, too. May- maybe they're just doing it on, like, the city addresses. But, like, I think there's more than that. But um, 
we got the like the commuter rail, which is basically just a train that goes from goes through uh, each town, or uh, or you ride the T. That's what uh, that's what it's called. Um, so there's like different color lines that go to different parts of the city that uh, people usually take in from work. But now it's it's kind of changed now because you got all these kids graduating college from fucking Chicago or like wherever people go to school in Boston or just around the area that end up moving to like uh, Southie or uh, Dorchester um, that, you know, aren't even from there, just working there, which realistically you can either walk or get on one of the trains or any one of the uh, commuter rail lines, like the orange line, the green line, red line. Uh, orange line's like known for like, criminals so people uh it's orange or red i don't really remember but i always used to try and go to the bruins game and uh, like my dad wouldn't let me go if i was if i told him i was taking uh the orange line or something so i missed games because i had no way of getting there because uber wasn't around yet yeah yeah so but uh i think it was my sister it was some, one of my family members like friends got like robbed at gunpoint multiple times on the the orange line i think and it's like i'm not it's not even worth it like i'm sure i'll see another bruins game but <laughs> it's uh pretty hectic but like downtown like uh there's a lot of hospitals so um you know around like noontime or one like if you're driving it, it's absolute mayhem because everyone's out on their lunch break walking if you see movies with like New York City, like Times Square, it's like similar to that, just not to that extent. Like, there's not as met that many people, but like that's basically the idea of it. Yeah, no doubt. So, I'm always so like the big towns you always hear about in the movies are like Charlestown, so is South Boston, what they call Southie. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah and then I just like so are these places still like when you go in these towns, it's still like real Boston, like people, or has that like, you know, you said there are people coming in from different areas, probably not from there fucking have a long lineage, but is there still that like, like, is there like you have a fucking classic Boston accent? Like, is there everyone still talk like that down there in the city and shit? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, people have worse than me. Like, <laughs> it. it's like, I don't know. Cause like, I don't want to like disrespect it, but it's like some people like, you would think of like crackheads with the way they talk kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, uh, Southie is like, it's kind of like the new college town. So like people graduate and then they move to Southie cause they get jobs in Boston and the most bars that people go to are in Southie. Um, so a lot of that and right now Boston houses go for so much money. So like people that, have been there for a while selling and just making bank and then going to the suburbs and buying like this luxurious home for like half of what they got for their like single family like they're called like two family or duplexes where they're just like three houses stacked on one yeah yeah and they get like enough money for a mansion in the suburbs but uh yeah it's I didn't hang out much around um, my parents kind of did their best to 
keep me grounded, but I always found a way to stir the pot and eventually get into one. So um, I didn't really hang out much around South through Dorchester, but like uh, based off of what I've seen on, uh, you know, some of my buddies, friends, uh, little siblings or whatnot, uh, not much has changed in that aspect, but it's, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure they're doing worse than what I did, but um, I don't know. You get a couple, get a couple woods parties where you find the little section of the woods in the city and sneak your little six pack in, go crush a couple of the boys, maybe light a fire. But that's the only kind of country living we had. Yeah. I'm just so intrigued by the area. Like it's just so fucking, I'm looking at it on a map right now. It looks fucking sick. So you grew up in West Roxbury. What's that? Little, little bit of Southwest, like the city core. But like you said, it's only like five miles. You said right to like Fenway. Yeah. So yeah, give or take. So you go to like, Fenway? Would you walk, or you you fucking can't be walking five miles? I guess. Yeah. No. Nah, not me. I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Like if I go to Fenway, I'll drive just because it's pretty easy to get to because it's only like basically like three roads, like three streets lead me to Fenway. Like I, I take it, Center Street and then I get on the Jamaica Jamaica Way and then it leads me to like Lansdowne Street and Matt Fenway. That's not or, bad. Then like, so do you go to a lot of games? Like, isn't Fenway sold out like every fucking night? Like, how do you get tickets? Or is it all season tickets? Like, is it hard to get seats? Uh, no, well, they kind of they just introduced uh, like a standing room, um, like a couple years ago, but. My uh, my dad used to work for Boston Water and Sewer, so like he was the uh, superintendent of like basically all the hydrants and the water um, outlets in the city. Mm-hmm. So he was friends with fucking everybody, and that's not like the mafia or mob type friends with everybody. But he uh, he was always buddy buddy with cops doing details, so he always had a guy to get tickets somehow this is what he told me but he always <laughs> just had guys to get tickets somehow so I, I i've been to more red sox games than i have bruins games believe it or not um it's just i mean you go to fenway it's like 12 bucks a beer and it's yeah, kind of that's sickening it's absolute mayhem but like there's a <laughs> there's like i don't even know if it's still there but there's like this infamous bar called the baseball tavern and they're like known for letting underage kids in, which is absolute highlight of your like I mean late high school, early college, like Yeah, yeah. You need a place life. like that. And uh I grew up with this I'm still like my best friends uh were called like the herd. It's yeah. like the same like nine or ten of us since like like literally and uh I shit you not, like, I went to this baseball tavern probably seven times, and I left covered in blood six. Like, (laughs) it's just absolute anarchy because you got kids coming from, like, suburb towns or just, like, whatever. Like, you know a kid that's getting into a fight, so you're going to help him because you don't know the kid he's fighting. So, therefore, it's just, like, you jump in when you see somebody that you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just, like, 
absolute mayhem at that place. And I, I heard that some guy like bought the whole building and they sold it, which is probably for the betterment of the city because it was a fucking death trap going to that place. But um, yeah, I'd probably say Red Sox games over Bruins games. But so Fenway, I always look at it always funny. It only holds like thirty seven thousand people. So like it is when you've ever been there, like it's literally sold out every night, is it not? Like, even in yeah, the afternoon cool. games? Yeah, so, like, that's one thing about, like, Boston fans. I know everybody talks about how, you know, their city fans are the best or, like, whatever people have to say. But, like, I've never, like, in my 26 years of life, I've never seen, like, an empty Fenway or Garden because the team is doing bad. Like, there's always, a, like, a good crowd. I wouldn't say sold out, but like enough to like they get more than a fucking raise and panthers like mm-hmm. it's, it's never been like that but um i don't think there's like a bad seat where the bruins play but fenway does have some pretty shitty area like they like seats right behind like poles and shit like mm-hmm. and if it's a good game everyone's fucking standing half the time so yeah yeah so then that obviously fucking gets in your yeah as well so like what was boston like though like you're growing up as like a kid like you know is it just like the fucking movies i gotta know you run around the fucking streets playing ball or like what's going on and like what was school like do you have any fucking hilarious stories of school like i always wanted to know like i feel like kids from boston or like people from boston just have like amazing one-liners like they're very good with their (laughs) words and like i love the way they talk and i feel like they're good storytellers and i fucking love that like at what age do you just start remember saying hilarious shit or hearing kids around you say hilarious shit? Like I'm, a, I'm imagining you pick a lot of this shit up from your parents because that's what you do. But like, what at what age was that like starting to go on at school and whatnot? Kind of a wild question, but. <laughs> um, well, in regards to like playing sports outside, it was like each one of my friends had their own home field for wiffle ball. Like wiffle uh, ball is fucking elite. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that. Um, so like my buddy had like we would set up like we actually made a uh, a website where like we kept stats and everything, but like everybody had a different field. And <laughs> I got I got one buddy who still to this day acts the same way. Where like if we were playing at his field and like you're just going off baseball rules. It, it was more like if he says something, like he can miss the ball when he's hitting and mm-hmm. be like, ah, oh, I tipped it. I tipped it. But like it's, it's not field. a Yeah, because it was his field. And it was the same thing. Like he fucking uh, hogged the Xbox controller because it was his house or yeah, like yeah. shit like that. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like his house was always like the second house to all of us. So we just kind of let him do it. And he's just an absolute legend. Yeah. Um, but like in regards to like different sayings and stuff, like I was never like into like slang, I guess you could say, but like people were like, Oh, this this sub's fucking bomb or like <laughs> they would go off of uh I'm trying to think oh, they say different like they say words differently that like I don't even understand, but I ended up just saying like instead of yeah it's like yeah like <laughs> so instead of yeah i did it's like yeah i did like i don't know what you're talking about and yeah. like 
my brother's it, my sister. My dad's got a, my dad's from a pretty bad area in Boston originally. And his accent's worse than anybody in my family's. But um, yeah, growing up, it was, um, you know, we put, we had a roller hockey rink, but we were always getting booted out. Oh, I do, I have one. I don't know if anybody else does it, but um, <clears throat> that roller rink was kind of our go to. Or, um, I mean, I guess you see it in movies, but like any, like schoolyard, like with the paved, uh, like recess area, mm-hmm. it was awesome, man. Because you don't have jungle gyms or anything, so we'd go there. Because I mean, it's the best traction on the wheels. So, um, roller hockey. Yeah, but uh, is this thing in my town? Well, in Boston. So, growing up, Southie, Dorchester, Charlestown. Uh, in West Roxbury, all kind of had like this, like in like, just like universal beef. So like, you go to different towns, you have thirty on thirty brawls, or you fucking see each other at a high. Uh, <laughs> these middle school dances was like a fucking Vegas strip club. I swear to God, they were the whole. They called holy name dances, but the like, other towns could come, so it was always like beef there, but. In October, from October 1st to October 31st, there's this thing called Egg Wars. And if somebody's in a school uniform, you can't throw eggs at them, but anybody else is fair game. So, like, we'd be playing roller hockey, and we'd see these three cars pull up with older kids and just, like, 30 kids jump out and, like, just scatter and just start pelting us with eggs, like, shit like that. They would freeze the eggs just to, like, make them hurt more <laughs> but i didn't know that because i didn't hang out with those like uh west roxbury kids but like i would take the train to school because i couldn't go to school in boston just because of the public schooling system and i would get off the train the train was like two blocks from my house i would be in a full-on sprint like in my like dress clothes like just terrified like Butterflies sick to my stomach, full on sprint. And when I was younger, I was like, I was a big kid, like to like diabetic looking type. Oh. And <laughs> and uh, n- not to be disrespectful to people with diabetes, it's a terrible thing. But like, like pre diabetic, like I was a fat fucking kid. Like I was, <laughs> like I wore twenty nine growing up in hockey because it was the biggest jersey. <laughs> I love it. um but yeah there's like so many little things like that there's like it it was at one point where your group of friends was determined by which section of the woods you were drinking or like uh basically like somehow like a street name would get you in your group uh labeled um there was Two gangs, uh, I don't even give a fuck. Uh, two gangs uh, growing up. It was Mac 10 and then F and V. And for the longest time. What's an F, F and v, v mean? What's that mean? <laughs> I'm going to get into it because <laughs> okay. it's fucking hilarious. And once you find out why they were named it, you would underestimate them. But like, they're pretty tough kids. Um, Mac 10 is obviously a type of gun. I didn't know. 
and uh, and then F and B, uh, they were the fruits and veggies. <laughs> because the common thing to do is get a job at Roach Brothers, which is a grocery store. And all of them did, and they all worked in the produce section. Yeah. So they named themselves the fruits and veggies, but went by F and B. And basically just the it's the field's actually next to my my parents' house, but it's called Billings Field. There's basketball courts and like my parents were like, You never allowed to hang out down the courts. And that's when like things kind of started coming to like into perspective where it's like, all right, um got to go one way or the other and uh luckily i was a part of a sick group because like all my buddies would crush beers in the woods or uh <laughs> we had a beer box um we would drink like month old beers we would take them on like the fourth of july but not drink them till august just in case no like somebody noticed yeah but uh, i was at my buddy uh each of us have different nicknames. So, like, my buddy Ryan, he's Plum. That's yeah. who's – he would make all the rules. Like, he's that guy. But he's, yeah. like – like, when we were growing up, it was, like, fake ID, call Plum. Like, parents going out, call Plum. Like, everything was always Plum, and it just never rubbed off because I don't think a lot of us do anything unless, like, he plans it or has something for us. At least for me, it's. I feel like I'm his Johnny drama because like everyone else <laughs> kind of like moved on and like done their own thing, met new friends, and like if I'm home, I'm like, what's Plum doing? <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, yeah, no, it's it, it was a wild ride. I kind of rebelled a little bit. I uh, I always wanted to be one of like a West Roxbury kid that was hanging out at the courts, but like parents like you'll thank me someday and i was using those pays you go cell phones like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like every text is like 30 cents or whatever yeah and my dad was like you better not be walking around and it got to the point where like i didn't i didn't want a cell phone i mean i don't even want one now but they were the flip phones and i would always just snap them in half because then my parents couldn't call me and i'll call them <laughs> off somebody else somebody else's phone be like hey i'm at ryan's uh we're just hanging out um and then a little that like five minutes after i hang up i snap my phone and then i start walking around the streets to play hey mister <laughs> what the fuck does hey mister be <laughs> uh you stand outside a liquor store or a gas station oh, yeah. and you just go hey mister and you hold up 20 bucks and ask them to buy you a fucking six or 12 and have yourself a night in the woods. <laughs> so when you say these fucking woods, like I, when I'm picturing Boston, I'm picturing like this fucking city. So are these like random, like just bunches of woods, like dog parks or like, are they just like separating like neighborhoods? What fucking kind of woods are you talking here? Like they're smaller than like a racetrack, like a, like a running track. Yeah but they're really condensed. So like, there's always these little areas like right in the middle that have these rocks that like, looks like God put them on earth for us to drink at because they're perfectly aligned. They're like seeds. Yeah. And you couldn't see them from the road, 
and you know you go in nine nine o'clock you're out by eleven thirty, absolutely mangied and you <laughs> and then you end up walking three miles home and i almost think like you can definitely say like boozing then was so much more fun because you're like scared of getting caught you're like sitting in a fucking bush worried about a stranger walking by and then like then you got to fucking like you said jaunt her home three fucking miles after you just got fucking banged up in the woods like those were really the days like so you'd go back in there and you boy <laughs> i could just fucking imagine you and the lads doing that but like so you'd do this and then would you ever find beef in the woods was there ever beef in the woods waiting for you uh, never waiting for us just because like everyone had their own spot, but like, so you couldn't fuck <clears throat> with someone's spot. You couldn't go, you couldn't just show up. Like you had to, it was all according to where it was your property. Basically. I, I mean, I wouldn't say we were territorial, but it's like, if I went to, <laughs> there was one spot, it was called the poop spot. <laughs> um, if I went to that spot, like people would be looking at me like the fuck, like who's he here with? But, like, my group of friends was pretty, like, civil with everybody. Like, we, nobody really ever had any, like, legitimate beef. Any, every, like, scrap I saw in the woods was, like, between my group. Settling differences. <laughs> like, two of my buddies, uh, like, got into it, like, completely wrecked over, like... <laughs> A skateboarding comment like <laughs> it, it was like just class i was holding I, I was holding one of them back i was holding my buddy back at the top of like the little like ramp to get in and then my other buddy like chirped him about something he did and i was like all right just go and they just like went at it for a couple minutes and it, you just like scuffle back into the like darkness of the woods and it's like <laughs> If somebody was like watching us, it would be like a horror movie because like we would like just pop out and then just suddenly disappear again. But like less clothing, blood, or like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Six beers in our pocket. <laughs> I love that too. Back then, you take a six pack, you're going on a wild fucking ride, and you you don't know where you're gonna end up with just a six pack like that. You'd be in the moon. You'd be hammered. It'd be it'd be take you all night to drink them, and you'd be fucking this absolutely lit up. It, those are the best days and it's the days when you're collecting the little uh the tabs and you reach into your pocket the next day and you're like wow seven beers it's a new record for me <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's go you're telling all your friends fuck i and, love it um man in terms of the accent like i it's always it's really so intriguing with me i have to ask more questions about it. like like where does it come from like is it is Boston like is it is it Irish like is it just a combination of all these different fucking cultures in Boston like and like do you think it'll live on like it's lived on this long but do you think the next generation there'll still be Boston accents or is it ever gonna die? I feel like any I could move there I'd probably start acting like I had one in fucking a week. Yeah. So um, so I went to a high school like twenty minutes from West Roxbury. And uh, I was politely asked to leave the following year. Um, that's what we'll go with. Um, so I went to, I ended up going to a boarding school in Connecticut. And every time I said something, a teacher would be like, what did you say? And I didn't even think I had a bad one, but 
now I just like if I don't get called out for it, I'll like kind of run with it. Um, but like I learned to be kind of like conscientious of it just because like it's fucking annoying when a teacher's like, What did you say? Can you repeat that? I say it six times. But in regards to like living on, uh, I don't think I don't think it will ever die just because so many people are infatuated with it to a certain extent that they'll always somehow like relate people to that accent to the point where people will just suddenly develop one because like like you go to boston like you're talking to like a guy right from Southie or something it's like and you're around him often like you're gonna adjust to it be to the point where like you're thinking about everything you say to now you're saying shit the, that he says mm-hmm. and i i like obviously uh like you know who whitey bulger is yeah i've watched the movie fucking dead yeah movie. so like he's an irish catholic so like there was obviously different like there was irish catholics but then the italians and then italians were more rhode island but like Obviously, they all started getting the same, like, field. Um, but, like, now it's it's just like anywhere. You got every everybody and every kind of nationality. And, um, it's kind of just, like, diversified over the years. Oh, it's a fucking melting pot, but still got its own Boston thing going for sure. Um yeah. You went to Providence, didn't you? That's where you went to college, right? Yeah, Providence. Yeah. Where is that? That's in Mass, isn't it? No, it's in Rhode Island. Where the fuck's Rhode Island from Boston? It's like the armpit of America. You didn't like it up there? Where the fuck is that even? No, I did. No, the place is fucking sick, but like, it's just, I'm pretty sure it's like the smallest state. It's out of the 50. Where is Rhode Island again? Oh, Rhode Island is just. Little south of Boston, right? Yeah. So, what's the city like there? Big spot. Uh, downtown. Yeah, it, it's it's small. So, like where we were, our campus was uh, it was a gated campus. So, like beautiful campus. They've done a ton of work to it now too. But then you go outside the gates, and you're in the absolute hood. Really, yeah. So, so, like, there's really nice parts. Just like any city, there's really nice parts, and then there's, like, Skid Row. So, like, you went there. You were there as a true freshman, didn't you? Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? I got to ask. What the fuck was that like? Like, I feel like D1's pretty nasty. Like, what was the jump? Like, where, so you were playing high school hockey before or something like that? Were you playing? Is that how you did in Mass? You play high school or were you playing, like, AAA or whatever? I played so my high school ended up turning into like the same format Shattuck St. Mary's has. Yeah. So my first my first two years I just played other prep schools, and then my senior year we went to a U eighteen, uh, um, like Honeybait and like uh, the Toronto like U eighteen Toronto Marlies I guess you could say. All those yeah like that kind of fucking deal. So yeah. Played, so triple A. So that was your last year midget, and then you went right to college. Yeah, dude, that's did you get didn't you, did you get drafted at a high school then? Yeah, that's fucking wild, man. Were you like 
so it's high school must be per this that must be pretty nasty hockey then like were you playing uh, yeah, against shattuck it, and it, shit uh no we never played shattuck but like we played all the top programs and uh now it's so many fucking like midget programs and like all the junior teams yeah, but yeah. high school is kind of like i don't want to say it's a toilet bowl of fucking like hockey but it's pretty rare to see kids coming straight from high school now just because all these fucking 15 year olds got agents and like oh it's facebook advisors it's fucking brutal all that shit don't even yeah that's a different episode we could go on about but so i gotta like what was the jump though like like what was that like man playing at 18 like i've only played against a couple d1 teams but i mean they seem like they were pretty fucking gross like was it like did you did you think of it as like a huge jump or did you just kind of were you able to just kind of fly right in like you were already coming in as a fifth round pick like if i was you i would have been fucking feeling absolutely toasty myself what was that like uh uh, yeah so like basically um i went into college like a bag of milk because i was a big fish in a little pond in high school so i was comfortable i was kind of riding my high horse um and, like, I was in shape, but, like, I was coming off with a shoulder injury. So, I was pretty heavy. And, like, the first day, uh, my coach was just like, yeah, get on the scale. And, like, not even joking, after that, like, it was, believe like, something that little was such a reality check, especially for the guy that I played for. Like, sick coach, absolute madman, but, like, like, a, a very good coach and physically I would say physically I was ready um mentally I was a little boy um you know I was because I wouldn't say my parents like held me captive but like there was definitely some uh restraint um Mm -hmm. it's some rules if you will yeah yeah and um, just like any other parent, but my dad's six five, three forty. So it's my <laughs> rules are probably around. a lot different than some people. But um, no, mentally I was kind of out of place because uh, you know three years before that, not being pretentious, but like I could have done what I wanted hockey wise. Like if I told the coach, hey, like I want to go out like for power play like it would be like that and mm-hmm. get to providence and i get scratched the first game of the season and i shit you not i almost broke down in tears i didn't know how to handle it like i didn't know how to handle adversity in the aspect of like hockey like mm-hmm. obviously like you deal with injuries and shit like that but like when you think you're playing your best hockey and then all of a sudden you're fucking like scratched when you like kind of had the mindset of like playing and you never thought being scratched was a thing. And I learned real quick that, uh, that's not, that's not how it works anymore. And I, I honestly could have broken down in tears cause I was like, I was devastated cause I was like told to be at a weight by the first game or else I'm not playing. And I got to that weight and it wasn't fun. Um, it was just like, ever since then, I kind of just started focusing more on the 
mental aspect just because of the physical side. It's like it just comes with training and stuff, but kind of forget about the mental approach. Oh, it's less than half of it, if anything. And when I look at it, your freshman year, though, man, you had five goals, six assists in 30 games. Like, that's pretty fucking nails as an 18-year-old defenseman coming fresh out of high school. Yeah, no, it was, you know, I, I got – a lot more opportunity than most true freshmen so um like i said i fo- i i really focused on the mental aspect which helped me like as a player so so you were um, you were a fifth round pick too and that was already coming out of high school you were a fifth round pick so were you property of buffalo then all through your college years that's how it works eh with the ncaa guys i was property of buffalo up until like two years ago that's okay. So you, and then, so it says after your senior year, you played five games in the A. So coming out of college, going right into the A for five games, like what was that jump like? Like how gross is the A when you're actually playing in it? Uh, yeah, that was like all these people, like obviously I've never played in the NHL. People are like, oh, it's so surreal. Like, I'm, like I was with guys that, you know, had over fucking 300 show games. And it was like – no, surreal like, for sure. That's the perfect. Word. Like, do I belong here? Like, I was just eating at the dining hall, wasted a week ago. Like, like, what am I doing here? And the difference in that game is like, obviously the speed, but like the structure to it is just—it's amazing how different it is. Because like, I don't want to say they're robots, but like, say there's a scrum in the corner, the weak side D isn't creeping down pressure and off he's standing at the top of the blue against the boards because they're going to release it to the other side and like that's how structured they were to the point where like they didn't even think about it and you know if you're not if you don't have any chemistry with those guys then obviously yeah. it's gonna be out of place but it, it was an unreal experience and um you know, like i learned a lot met some good people so that's sick and like i mean the AHL is no fucking joke, no doubt. And then you keep going on. You play a couple more years in the coast. And can you speak a little bit on your time in the coast? I mean, I love talking to guys who play in the coast. There's so many good guys because I feel like it's such a grind with the 72 games and the travel. Like, I just appreciate anyone that's put, you know, extended periods of time in the coast. And you're going on your, what, fifth year now in the coast? What's the coast treat? Yeah. Like? yeah, what do you have to say about the coast to people who don't know about it? Ah. <clears throat> uh... Well, obviously it depends on your city. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in Cincinnati for my first two years, which is absolute chaos. Um, it was a unbelievable city. Uh, great people, great organization. And um, I got painted. Can you hear that? Yeah, is that what's going on there? I thought you were knocking on wood. No, no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so two years in Cincy and ended up having hip surgery and uh, thought about going closer to home, signed with Worcester. Uh, was only there for till Christmas and ended up leaving for uh, some, some personal help. And then COVID hit. And then uh, the year after, I signed with Kansas City and there's only 13 teams playing and i was lucky enough for the opportunity but like realistically i was 
still coming up, like the help I was getting in, like my injury mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It was, was a lucky wild to get year. a get a chance, and uh, then I went to Birmingham, and uh, you know it was probably the best group of guys I've ever played with, college, high school, and they're actually the reason I'm playing now is because like although like you were with like our longest win streak was one game like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a rewarding year hockey wise but like still found a way to be happy about going to the rink in the morning and you know I found my love for hockey again you know I owe that to a lot of people and you know in regards to the coast like it's a great great source of hockey and whatnot and you know you'll meet great guys um it's a fucking grind though especially you know you got guys coming in and out and thinking hoping for an opportunity and you know it may not come and you just kind of keep hoping and, you know everyone talks about every the thing is like you're playing in the coaster SP like we do it because we love hockey. It's mm-hmm. like it's clearly not for the fucking paycheck. It's not for the benefits that we barely get. Mm-hmm. It's because we love being around the boys and we love hockey. Mm-hmm. And you know, the coast is the coast is great. It's it's a grind travel wise. Depending, I, don't know, I think other divisions have better travel, but. It's it's treated me equally with the ups and downs. Um, it's I met unbelievable people. I've learned a lot about myself and mentally, physically, in hockey, away from hockey, and it's given me a second chance at a lot of things. So I mean you're going to find the biggest beauties out there that mm-hmm. compete, work hard, but, you know, still love to go out and have, have a, a good couple time. Beers. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So how many more years do you think you got in you? going to play till your fucking legs fall off or are you going to fucking find some common sense at some point in your life? I mean, my body's telling me one thing, but my, you know, my mind's my, telling me actually, no. Me, <laughs> my legs are telling me one thing, but my hands are crispier this year. Oh, really okay. worked on this summer, so like, yeah. snap uh, out of this. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I don't know. It depends how this year goes, and um, honestly, if if I can't go closer to home, and Atlanta doesn't want me back, then I'm just gonna leave my equipment here. Um, but if I can get closer to home or Atlanta takes me back with open arms, I basically, I could play for as long as a team wants me. So if a team wants me, that's here or somewhere near Boston. Um, you know, I'll play till I'm fucking 60, but where's the closest team to Boston? Worcester, but where is that? That's in mass. Yeah, it's in Ma- it's uh west like towards Western Mass, so it's like it's not it's only like forty five, fifty minutes, but that's sick. I first thought that was in Pennsylvania for some reason. No, it's Reading. 
Okay, yeah. Well, fuck. There's so many teams. It's hard to keep track of them all. Is is, is Worcester with the uh, who are they with? Bridgeport and the uh, Islanders. Islanders. Okay, that's not bad then. That's not bad. Well, fucking rights, man. That's sick. Like you know, you've put together a pretty hilarious hockey career. You're also a fucking absolute wagon. I was glad we got a chance to play together for a bit. We had some fun, even though it was short-lived and shit. But um, is there anything else you want to touch on about uh, Boston, about hockey, about life, about um, reasonings with the the bigger world around us? Anything you want to speak on, really, before I can let you go? Because we've actually been going for 40 minutes, man. We're fucking – we're doing pretty good here. Uh <sighs> Honestly, no. I feel like everything I could possibly say, people will take offensive to. So, <laughs> no. Well, that's what we need. Sometimes that's the those are the biggest lessons. Uh, stop being fucking soft. That's basically all I can say because being no, soft, it, it's not going to get you anywhere. And I agree with I that. Think, for sure. I I think the world needs a fucking reality check. I but agree with if you there. A place to go, go to Boston. I mean, yeah. Boston will accept you with open arms, you think? Do you think I could make it in the streets, mean streets of Boston, or would I get fucking just walked over? We get sick bike lanes. I've heard that. Fuck, I'd be into that so goddamn hard. I know I know a couple good trails with a couple pull-off spots, have a couple pints, ride back down. Sit on a rock or two in the woods? I would be fucking absolutely honored. One day, man, I'm coming out to Boston. I'm 100% going to have to look you up. Honestly, you should time. start a you should start a vlog and document every story and every place people talk about because I'll I'll take you to every wood spot that we drank at. I'll take <laughs> you to where the baseball tavern was. I'll take you fucking everywhere. Okay, well, when I yeah, when I fucking when I get the vlog going that this podcast will one day have, I need a video jockey though. Like I ain't the guy. I don't know how to do the camera and the editing. Like that's where they lose me, but I think I can come up with good videos, but Man, that's what we'll do. We'll go to all the spots, and then we'll we'll we've talked about Boston, but then I want to experience Boston from a. It'll be a POV view. Maybe I'll just wear a GoPro in my head, and I'll just follow you around, sniff your butt cheeks as I walk around the city streets. Is that a promise? Because I'll mark it on my calendar. Right Man, now. We, okay. Well, I'll have to look at some travel plans. We'll have to turn some things around. But one of these summers, one of these off seasons, or whoever, one day when we stop playing. Let's let's do that. That'd be fucking unreal. But I appreciate you for coming on and doing this. Um, we didn't really prepare for this in any other way than just giving you a phone call and pressing record. So appreciate you being down to do this. But uh, it's not your first rodeo, former podcaster yourself. But I appreciate you coming on, my man. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. And ladies and gentlemen, this is number this is episode number forty eight. Um, usually I do a little intro, I do a little outro, but I'm not gonna do any of that fucking shit today because I just don't feel like it. All right, and that's the beauty of this show. We just kind of go with it. All right. Anyways, folks, love you so much. Um, maybe we'll have a guest next week. Maybe we won't. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.